When my father, the Padishah Emperor, heard of Duke Guido's death and the manner of it, he went into such a rage as we'd never before seen. He blamed my mother, and the compact forced on him to place a Bene Gesserit on the throne. He blamed the guild and the evil old baron. He blamed everyone in sight, not excepting even me. For he said, I was a witch, like all the others. And when I sought to comfort him, saying it was done according to an older law of self-preservation, to which even the most ancient rulers gave allegiance, he sneered at me and asked if I thought him a weakling. I saw then that he had been aroused to this passion not by concern over the dead duke, but by what the death implied for all royalty. As I look back on it, I think there may have been some prescience in my father too, for it is certain that his line and Muhadib's share common ancestry. From In My Father's House by the Princess Irulan. Welcome to Reading Dune, a podcast where we read Dune by Frank Herbert and we talk about it. If you're a Fremen or a first-time reader, this podcast is for you. My name is Caleb Paul. And I'm Evan Diaz. And together, we're going to read some Dune. Yeah, we are. Bum, 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 All right, so we just finished book one, Evan. Yes. Book one, Dune. There's three books here in the book you're holding here. Yes. Um... What was your favorite moment from the first book? Ah, uh, which chapter, which moment where you're like, ah, oh, that's the one. I'm torn. I'm torn between two very cool moments. Um, first being the moment where Jessica just reverses oppression and that where she, where the, the, where I'm talking about them, where she like, they're captured and they're in the thopter and the dudes are about to like rape her and stuff. And yes. Paul uses the voice. They like uncover her mouth and she like goes from the victim to the victor in like a split second and is like that whole thing was just amazing. The way she like actually used her. The voice. Her, well, it was the voice, but it was also her sexuality, maybe her sensuality, maybe a mixture of the two. Yeah. To her femininity. Empower, say, yes. Yeah. Yeah, to empower herself against a rapist. Like, that was incredible. <laughs> but so I was geeking out about that moment. Yes. Until we came to this last moment where Paul <laughs> becomes a demigod and, like, pretty much has the whole, like, super conscious trippy experience that that was like unbelievable i did not see that coming the way that, like i saw i saw like he's gonna be some kind of powerful something he's your main character right. we're following something's gonna happen to him. but like to that extent like so quickly that was bananas and the way that frank wrote it was just crazy i mean it reminds me of a drug trip yeah just the how weaving in and out right but every the, the difference is everything that you think is happening during a drug trip is not happening. In Paul's case, everything was happening and it wasn't necessarily like, yeah, it was it was like that whole thing flipped on its head. We're actually experiencing this like otherworldly situation in a single heartbeat. Right. He saw all possible futures right. and looked down them and decided which ones I want to do, and which ones I can't do. Right. Yeah. Well, your mom is staring across from you like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> um, My mom is in town right now. Oh. I just hung out with her. I can't imagine having that kind of revelation 
in front of my mom. That would, <laughs> that would be a really <laughs> strange experience. It would bring you closer, to say the least. Maybe. She'd be like, my son, you're crazy. You need to go to the hospital. <laughs> so I asked um, the people on Twitter what their favorite moment was. Ooh. Anna Van Warren said the dinner party. The dinner party. That was good. She said, I love, love, love that chapter. So much happening. And there's so much yeah, intrigue, politics, right. back and forth that's happening. Uh, Dustin Brand, he said the Spice Factory Rescue. Oh, okay. remember, that, remember that field trip? Yeah, that was action-packed. For sure. First time we see a worm. Right. Ooh. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I just love that so much. Um, yeah. So also, we want to hear what your favorite moments are so far. Yes. So if you want to um, hit us up at either Twitter or if you can just email us at gmail, readingdune at gmail.com, a video or a voice recording of what your favorite moment is, we would love to hear it so we can play it on the show. Yeah. Just say for, your, for real, for real. Just say your name. Say my favorite part in reading Dune is this part. Yeah. Um, because this. Where you're from. Yeah. And then also uh, stay spicy. And that's it. Right. And we'll definitely play it on the show. So you do that. For sure. Email us at readingdune.gmail.com. Because we're a we're a great big tribe here at Reading Dune. We wanna we wanna be friends. This and isn't want, just our show, it's, we want it's our guys, show. Yeah, we want you guys on the show. So send we us are, some videos. We are one big people group reading Dune. Oh. Literally, that's what we're doing right now. It's beautiful. All right. So after this said uh, mental breakdown. Right. Um the chapter ends. And then we pick up right here where, where we left off. Um, with Paul saying, whispering, right? So him and Jessica are still in the tent. They're probably sleeping back to back against the the tent walls. Right. Probably not a very big tent. Probably a little two-man tent, right? Yeah. I mean, does he stand up in it at some point? I don't know. I imagine it's not a big tent. We'll get there. Right. Um, and Paul is probably is asleep, probably laying down. He whispers, "Now Harkonnen shall kill Harkonnen." He's, this is like right after that weird experience where he tripped out in front of his mom. So he's just like sitting there whispering to himself. Yes, and Jessica's like, "What the heck is happening?" Well, we knew he he had just woken up, so he like, like right. had this mental breakdown. And was like, "I need to take a nap." Yeah. Um. Just we only have so much time. Now is the time to sleep. Right. I'm gonna go to sleep. Knocks out, and then he wakes up to, now Harkonnen shall kill Harkonnen. Now Harkonnen shall kill Harkonnen. Yeah. And as he spoke, he heard the vague stirrings of his mom, who slept on the opposite wall. So Paul then gets up, and he checks the uh, proximity detector. Right. right there on the floor. He's looking for Idaho, right? Yes. Idaho's supposed to show up. Supposed to show up. We're waiting for it. If he doesn't show up by this time, we got to bounce. Yeah. Because Idaho's probably dead. And you can't last very long in the desert, just like sitting in a still tent. No, you got to give and do something. Yeah. Um, so I think he's reading it here. And on the readings, he learns that a, a storm had come through and their tent is now buried. Right. Under sand. Yeah. Which freaks me out. Yes. Okay. Okay. I got to say, I had a hard time visualizing. Okay. 
how things happened because we'll get to it. Obviously this is a short chapter. We'll get to it pretty quickly, but like he uses some kind of mechanism thing to like move the sand around. And I was like, wait, what does that look like? <laughs> <sighs> and you also have to imagine it's nighttime. Right. Exactly. So you really can't see anything. Yeah. So anyways. All right. Um, Jessica then talks to Paul. It, it should be night soon. Why don't you lift the tent chains? Like, turn. So, she, and then he realizes that she's been awake this whole time and has been listening to him probably whisper in his sleep. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think she's just watching her son go through all of this. You can't help to sit down and just be there. There's nothing else you can really do. Um, and he speaks kind of reflectively that lifting the tent shade wouldn't help. There's been a storm. The tent is covered by sand. I'll, I'll dig us out. Next question. Jessica asks is where's Duncan? Yeah. Is there any sign of him? No. And Jessica says, okay, so we're buried. I, I remember where the storm happened. She tries to make conversation. The undemanding emptiness of her words helped restore a sense of his calm. His mind focused on the storm as he had seen it begin to the transparent end of their still tent, cold dribbles of sand crossing the basin. Then, runnels and tails furling the sky. He looked up to see a rock spire, seen it change shape under the blast, becoming a low, cheddar-colored wedge. Sand funneled into the basin and shadowed the sky with dull curry, then blotted out all white as the tent was covered. Mm. There was a lot of yellow colors in that. Yeah, like orangey. Cheddar-colored wedge. Dull curry. Which, like, I think of, like, a... Like a beigey kind of color. But I think Dune is more of, like... Like a sand? Like an orangey... Like an orangey kind of vibe. As he holds up the uh, the book. Yeah. Sorry, I forget that people only listen to this. While they're driving, Evan, they can't watch you and drive. That's immoral and irresponsible. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast, pull up the YouTube app and uh, let's get some reckless endangerment going, okay? No, Evan, bad. <laughs> so Jessica says, oh, here's this is really cool. He remembers that the tent bows had creaked once as they accepted the pressure then silence broken only by the dim bellows of wheezing of their sand snorkel pumping air from the surface so it's a good tent yeah so they it's it's built for this it's built for being covered by sand right so the little sand snorkel goes up and like gauges with the pressure how much sand is there so it can like just be above the surface yeah to keep uh breathing so Jessica says, try the, try the receiver again. No use, said Paul. And this is where, um, are we glitching? We might be. Whoa. If anyone's watching, let us know if we're glitching, please. That would be unfortunate if I listen back to this later and the whole thing is shot. <laughs> I would be very angry. <laughs> So, let's see. Uh, this is where he takes he he takes the felt suit water tube from the, the clip in his neck and draws a warm swallow in his mouth. And at that, 
he, thang, he thinks he truly began his Arakeen existence, living on reclaimed moisture from his own breath and body. It was flat and tasteless water, but it soothed his, his throat. Jessica heard this and went, eh, I think I'll pass right now. I'm, really, right. I'm, not, I'm not ready for that moment. So, um, yeah. Right. And like, okay, this moment, I like realize how they work because it says, Jessica Paul drinking felt the slickness of her own still suit clinging to her body, but she ex- refused to accept her thirst. So it's like, if you don't drink the water, you're just in the slimy still suit. No, I think it's like a, the it's too tight on her still. Okay. It hasn't lost enough water. And you like the only way to get it, get the water out is to drink it. Okay. I did I when I read it, I thought like if you're just sitting there and you don't drink the water from the still suit, it's just like you're just like yeah. in a goopy like probably that's all yeah, your 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 um feces is processed in the thigh pad, so it's like you can feel that extra little goop there. Uh, and you know, you have to get the water out of that somehow. Welcome to Arakeen. Gosh, that's yucky. Anyway, let's go. Yep. All right, still suits. Ugh. Um this is where she remembers her dream. She had a dream, um, and she, it, the kind of the thought of it kind of just messed with her a little bit. She had held dreaming hands beneath sand flu where the name was written, Duke Leto Atreides. The name had then blurred out with the sand, and she moved to restore it, but the first letter filled before the last was begun. The sand would not stop. Her dream became wailing, louder and louder, that ridiculous wailing, Part of her own mind had realized the sound was her own voice as a tiny child, a little more than a baby, a woman, not quite visible to memory, was going away. My unknown mother, Jessica thought. The Bene Gesserit who bore me and gave me the sisters because that's what she was commanded to do. Was she glad to rid herself of a Harkonnen child? Oh, we're going into like the deepest possible type of wounds with Jessica right now. Right. Does her mother love her? Is this just part who of it? She, who was, was she glad to be rid of me? Like, <laughs> Golly. And then Paul, the place to hit them is in the spice. And I was like, how can you think of attack yeah. at this point in time? She goes, the, whole, the entire planet is full of spice. How can you hit him there? She heard him stirring the sound of the pack being dragged across the tent floor. He's moving his way out. Yeah. <laughs> He's packing up already. He's over it. He's yeah, we're moving, Mom. It's time to go. He's uh so Paul says we it was sea power and air power on Caladan, he said. Here it's desert power, the remnant of the cube. His voice came from the vicinity of the tent sphincter. Her Bene Gesserit being sensed in his tone an unresolved bitterness towards her. Like, look, mom, I have to drink, I have to be in my own sludge all the time, <laughs> drinking my own crap. Thanks. <laughs> because of you, you have to use desert power. <laughs> Couldn't be any other way. Yeah. And he's still, he's still trying the best of it. Yeah. You got to keep going. Move, yeah. You move forward or you die. I think maybe his bitterness is also like his new awareness. He's kind of like, catch up, mom. Like, what are you doing? Like he's his annoyance and his bitterness is kind of it 
maybe came out of that place too. Yo, there's definitely like a what's what? Oof. Yeah. What's what are you doing? Are you catch up? Stop <laughs> grieving. Desert well, power. Get with it. Like, I'm sorry. Are you now just coming to the point to realize that your mom gave you up and all this other stuff? <laughs> now, okay. Now is not the time, mom. We got to move. <laughs> um, she's still like back and forth. Jessica is in her head, but that's more important. Um, what's more important is what Paul is doing to the sphere here. <laughs> all right so you know how this tent works right yes okay there's no need to make visual representation it's just funny funny <laughs> sentence what paul's doing to the sphincter all right let's go <laughs> we're grown-ups here at reading dude i promise you know everyone who read the book got to that sentence and did the exact same yeah. thing <laughs> sphincter <laughs> you imagine reading this when you were like 15 or like 13, like yeah. introduced. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Here we are. I'm 30 years old doing the exact same thing. Right. All right. We don't change. All right. All crouched at the sphincter in the still, his still suit hood was adjusted for the open desert. Forehead capped. His dark eyes were visible. A narrow band of face that turned once towards her and then away. He says, secure yourself for the open. You know how I pictured him saying that? Like uh, the Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. Secure yourself for the open. Like very matter-of-fact, calm, like but like stern and serious. You know, the way his voice is? Time to move, yeah. Look out, look out, that, secure yourself for the open. Because he's already got his... Uh, he's got his mask his on. Mask on. He's got that whole thing. So he, yeah. Uh, I was worried about the movie and how they were going to do the mask voice, but now that you said a Mandalorian, that could really work. That would be pretty sick. Yeah. All right. Thank you for reaffirming my hope. And <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Jessica pulls the filter across her mouth, begins adjusting her hood as she'd watched Paul do. And Paul breaks this, the tent seal. Sand rasped. He opened the sphincter and the blurred fizzle of grains ran into the tent before he could immobilize it with a static compaction tool. A hole grew in the sand wall as the tool realigned the grains. He slipped out, and her ears followed his progress to the surface. What will we find out there? She wondered. Harkonnen troops or the Sardaukar? Those are dangers we can expect. But what of the dangers we don't know? (gasps) She thought of the compaction tool and the other strange instruments in the pack. Each of these tools suddenly stood in her mind as a sign of mysterious dangers. She felt the hot breeze from the surface sand touch her cheeks where they were exposed above the filter. All right, so let's talk about the static compaction tool. Yeah, that's what I was having a hard time, like, visualizing what that would actually look like. You think it, like, just makes a tunnel for you? Like, like, or just like a... Well, the way I was picturing it was kind of like, so he opens it. The sand kind of like pours in because it's just sand. Um, and then when he like sticks it on, it's kind of like static, pulls it together. And it's kind of just like sitting there in a tunnel vibrating yeah. or it like just like goes back to where it was. And wait, did it say da, 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 a hole grew in the sand wall as the tool realigned the grains? Okay. So there was like a the sand just kind of like compact as it was. Coming in, probably all that sand poured in and then made a hole. But when he hit the thing, the sand kind of like 
comes back and like so he can crawl lines. out. Yeah. And so they even talk about in a second, I think, like crunching out of the out of the tent, but mm. like the sand is like kept in place, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of how I picture like a static like electricity yeah. almost kind of doing it. And it just like holds it all together there. Um that's cool. Which which was interesting once they like I'm getting a little bit ahead, but like they when they collapse the tent, uh-huh. I almost pictured it like that little dome of sand was still there. When he collapses the tent, it like falls in on itself and he just like goes in and takes it out, clicks the thing off, and all the sand falls down. That's how I pictured it. I don't know if that's how everyone else has seen it, but I mean that would work. And it kind of tech like technology at least right what if this is what you need to survive out here what other dangers are there right that and what paul was saying the fremen are not just these crazy savages they have what they built all this technology right and it all works super well super effectively for what their needs are but they're being sneaky they're they're wakanda definitely we got so many nerd references (laughs) In this podcast. If you're a nerd, I'm a nerd. That's how it works. <laughs> All right. So Paul says, pass up the pack. Jessica moves to obey, handing the water leader Johns as they as she shoved the pack across the floor. She peered upward and saw Paul framed against the stars. Here, he said, and reached down and pulled the pack to the surface. Now she only saw a circle of stars. They were like luminous tips of weapons aimed down at her. She's paranoid. A shower of meteors crossed her patch of night. The meteor seemed to her like a warning, like tiger stripes, like luminous grave slats clabbering her blood. And she felt the chill of the price on her heads. That phrase was the the first time at least where I was like I thought okay Frank <laughs> that's the luminous grave slats clabbering her blood yeah <laughs> come on man <laughs> we could we could have done without that one <laughs> I mean with literature man yeah 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 <laughs> it's a bit much um yeah so she's freaking out Paul says, hurry up. I want to collapse the tent. The shower of sand from the surface brushed her left hand. And she thinks, how much sand will the hand hold? Paul, shall I help you? Are you moving? She says, no. Swallowed in a dry, th- in a dry throat. Slipped into the hole. She felt the static packed sand rasp her hands. Yeah. yeah. Paul reached down, took her arm. She stood beside him in a smooth patch of starlit desert, stared around. Sand almost brimmed their basin, leaving only a dim lip of surrounding rock. She probed the darkness with her trained senses, noises of small animals, birds, the fall of dislodged sand and the faint creature sounds within it. Paul collapsed the tent, recovering it up the hole. Oh yeah, she takes it out. Yeah. Starlight displaced just enough night to charge each shadow with menace. And then she then she she thinks that black is the blind remembering. You listen for pack sound, for the cries of those who hunted your ancestors in the past, 
so ancient only your most primitive cells remember. The ears see, the nostrils see. It's, uh, yes, that connecting with the the primordial you, right? The uh, single-celled organisms that don't have eyes or anything else like that that essence yeah and then she's talking from like a level of awareness and consciousness that we can only kind of imagine while we're reading along because like while paul is having this like whole like experience yeah she's still like several levels of consciousness above what we can even think about because she's nature through it but she's not even a reverend mother Right. Once but, you hit, I don't. Do you know what mothers do? Not really. Okay, we'll get we'll get there when we get there. We get there. Okay. I don't want to do it, but like, there's another level she goes to. Oh my god. So that's why there's a quote earlier, huh? like perfect Jessica was for this situation. Yeah. Like there's nobody else that could have had like to. Yeah. Yes. So then Paul comes back up to her and says. Duncan told me if he was captured, he'd hold out this long. We must leave now. He shouldered the pack, crossed to the shallow lip of the basin, climbed to the edge that looked out down on the open desert. Jessica followed, noting how now she lived in her son's orbit. Yep. Um, the, she felt the sand drag her feet as she climbed to Paul's side, looked north across the lines of rock, studying the distant encampment. And here they see um, a faraway rock profile was like of an ancient battleship. Hmm. And they see these, um, let's see, a orange glare burst above the silhouette, a line of brilliant purple cut downward towards the other glare, another line of purple, which is they're, they're seeing a uh, battle yeah. happening, right? With laser guns and explosions and jet flares. And Paul whispers, Pillars of fire. Um, and it just reminds me of, like, it's got to be a, like, a religious Fremen thing, right? The, what was it? The Fremen gave the note that said, um, "Pillar of fire, pillar of fire, and a column of smoke." Yeah, was coming, and kind of like he's is seeing this happening, and that's what's popping up in his head. Yeah. Well, they talked about pillars of fire earlier it's it because there's some in the pack yeah so is that is that an explosive like a weapon of some kind i'm sure it's in the glossary look it up there's a glossary oh man ladies and gentlemen <laughs> what there's no also way. a bunch of appendixes too afterward terminology lpqrs okay Do you like that I had to sing the alphabet? I loved it. We all do it. <laughs> Don't lie. Get out of here. Pillar, pillar. Well, no one told us no. that we're glitchy yet on YouTube or Twitter, so I guess we're okay. What if they can't tell us because we're that glitchy? <sighs> well, I mean, Samuel Wise just said that Dune would be so hard without a glossary. And you are 100% right. I'm sorry, Evan, I've failed well, you. in this case, the glossary does not have Pillars of Fire in it. So... We are without what, then? Well, 
you know, have often, Panoplia Propheticus, but they don't have pillars <laughs> of fire. That makes obvious sense. <laughs> I don't know what that. I can guess what this is. All right, so now we're back overlooking this battle scene yeah. as the dust reddened first moon of Arrakis lifted above the horizon to their left, and there they see a storm trail, a ribbon of movement over the desert. So they're looking at this battle scene, and Paul says, it must be the Harkonnen thopters hunting us, the way they're cutting up the desert. It's as though they were making certain they'd stamped out whatever's there, the way you stamp out a nest of insects. And then Jessica, kind of like under her breath, or a nest of Atreides. Paul says, we must seek cover. We'll head south, keep to the open rocks. If, if they caught us in the open, he turned, adjusting the pack to his shoulders. They're killing anything that moves. He's I mean, so cool. <laughs> I mean, he does have prescience. He kind of knows what's going to happen, but there are blind spots of like, I know we make it through this. I just don't know how. Um, so, <laughs> yes. If they, well, to pray they don't catch us in the open. Yeah. He takes one step along the ledge and in an instant heard the low hiss of a gliding aircraft and saw a dark shape of an orthopter above. <laughs> so, that ends that chapter. Wow. I think it... Yeah. That was a pretty quick one. Only 30 minutes. Well, not a lot happened. We did go pretty deep, right. though. And we read basically every word in the chapter. Sometimes we skip a little bit. And we read most of... Some of them, like, twice or three times. Yeah. Because we were talking about it. Right, 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 right. So that concludes today. We'll see you next chapter. Um, if you can follow us on Twitter. What else? How do we end this? I forget. I don't know. Oh, Yeah. If you want to find us on Twitter, make sure you can hit us up at Reading Dune. Uh-huh. Or you can email, email us at, at, oh, at Reading try Dune. Try, try that again. That was Reading that was Dune at gmail.com. Reading Dune. <laughs> also, send us a video. Send us videos yes. of you saying what your favorite moment in Dune is, and uh, we'll put it on the show. Just, just say your name, where you're from. You don't have to, you can just do an audio recording if you don't want to show your face. That's totally cool. Um, and we'll just do cool graphic or something. I don't know. Make something up. But, do it. Send it. Reading do it at gmail.com. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Stay spicy, my friend. <laughs>